0: Welcome to Beer Mail episode number 25 of
1: Brutal Battle. So it has been a little bit since we've had a Beer Mail, and we are graced with the presence of some really interesting sounding beers that were given to us by your sister, Mm -hmm. Emily Bowling. So big shout out to Emily. For people who don't know, we've had beer on the podcast from her before. She lives out in Oregon, so she gets her hands on a lot of stuff that we definitely cannot get out here. Actually, there really aren't that many breweries from Oregon that actually distribute out this way. Right. I think really the only one I can think of is, what, Rogue? Right. And that's the one I of. probably it. So, anyway, let's, um, let's get into the first beer. And be- before, well, I'll introduce the first beer, and then I'll talk about one that we already had from this brewery. We actually shared one with Emily when she was in town, because she physically brought the beers to us. She, you know, came in for the holidays... To be with family, and she is always nice to to, to bring beers with her. She always does that because she wants to f- share what she's been drinking. So the first one is by a brewery called Funky Fauna Artisan Ales. I never had never heard of them before. They are out of do, 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 been? Sisters, Oregon. Sisters, that's right. Yes, you should remember that one. Yeah, that was a big deal when she said it. So the one from them we've already had, and this one was really good. is called Left for vultures, it was a wild whiskey barrel-aged Saison with heirloom apples, and it was 4.4%. So, the big surprising thing for me is that Rebecca liked
0: it. Yeah, I really liked it. Because typically,
1: just... you're not big on sour, and you're not big on Saisons, in nah, particular. it
0: um, It was just so light. Yeah. Just, like, light and refreshing.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, you hear whiskey barrel-aged, yeah. and you think it's going to be a lot heavier. You think it's going to be really boozy. It was not boozy. You could get the whiskey character on it, but, yeah, it wasn't boozy. It was very light. The sour it was more like a tartness, more than a sourness, and the apples were really nice in there. So, yeah, it was really, really, really good. So I'm very excited to try this one that we have for the first to taste on the the podcast. It's the the Funky Fauna Artisan Nails Something Familiar— it's a wild Pinot Noir barrel-aged Saison with Pinot Noir grapes added, and it is 4.5% alcohol. Okay. Oh, and both of those 16-ounce cans. Yeah. I mean, everything's 16-ounce cans for the most part. So, anyway, I'm going to crack this open. Oop. There we go. Got it. Now, I'm a Saison fan in general. If it's done right, I'm especially into uh, funky, well, tart Saisons and funky. And if people remember, Rebecca, not the biggest fan of the funk. Yeah. So if it's like a low funk, she'll be all right. Yeah. If it's high funk, no, thank not. you. All
0: right. It's such a pretty color.
1: Oh my gosh. It looks like a rose wine.
0: It kind of does. It's Like a dark rose wine. Yeah,
1: uh, definitely a darker one because it's pretty like reddish pinkish. Yeah. It's clear though. Very I-, clear. I love how clear it looks. It looks gorgeous. The head is like slightly pink, it's like a very, very, very light pink mm-hmm. to it. It's very, it smells very whiny.
0: I, uh, I was going to say, it smells like a wine.
1: It literally smells just like sour carbonated wine. Yes.
0: Yes, it does.
1: This is actually reminding me on the nose a lot of the um, Brewery Terieux's, uh Natty Noir. Okay. Which literally was a sour Pinot Noir beer. It was like an ale done with Pinot Noir grapes.
0: It smells vinegary.
1: It definitely does smell vinegary. And I get... Like you're always going to get with these types of beers, I definitely get like a lemony sourness on the nose.
0: Mm-hmm. With
1: that vinegar, it does smell pretty sour. Yeah. Not too sour, but like not tart, like more in the sour category mm-hmm. than the tart category.
0: I can't. I just can't get past that vinegar. It's just like wine vinegar.
1: Yeah, it's strong. I'm going to go in. It's not smelling as good as the um, Left for Vultures that we had had before. Oh,
0: tastes pretty good. It's not as strong. Like the nose makes you think it's gonna like slap you across the face and like with flavors, with flavors, but it's pretty delicate.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more dialed back. It's a lot more watery than I thought it was gonna be mouthfeel wise,
0: but not in a bad way. I don't think. No, no, that's a bad thing.
1: No, it's just more like light and refreshing. Yeah,
0: it reminds me of the first beer we had by them. Yeah, like bold flavors, but also light and delicate.
1: I do get that vinegariness that you were talking about in the nose. I definitely taste that, but it's dialed down from what you smell.
0: Kind of tastes like kombucha.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a good point. It does. It tastes like a uh, a Pinot Noir kombucha, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: It's got like a small funkiness to it. It's got that kind of underlying like
0: a little bit lemony, low grade
1: sourness, vinegary. Yeah. Now, that's a good point. It does actually taste a lot like kombucha, but I do get a little bit of that saison yeast flavor as well.
0: I don't hate it. I don't love it. The first beer we had by them was a. I liked a, a lot, lot more. That.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. That one was way more impressive. This one I like.
0: Yeah, I like. I do like it too, and that's saying something for me.
1: But the Left for Vultures, I like. It was really good. liked it. Yeah, so I, did, I really enjoyed. I guess that. maybe we should have done this one first, and then. Well, yeah, we didn't know, we didn't know. it would have been ideal if we had done this one first and then had the Left for Vultures on the podcast. That would have yeah. been ideal.
0: And, you know, it's another thing, too, like... It's good, though. Where we just, like, when we had it, Emily had just gotten here. It was right before Christmas. She was spending the night. It was exciting. You know, that often always plays into how much you like a beer. That's true. That's true. Like, where we just feeling, like, really... I don't know. And today we just took down the Christmas decorations. <laughs> it's raining. We just did a workout. We just did a workout. We're just a little <laughs> We're sweaty. Tired. We're tired. Yeah. You know, I feel like that all plays into how much you like a beer.
1: I agree. I do. But I would say for people who are thinking about would I like this beer or not, if wine, a hybrid of wine and kombucha sounds good, yeah. Oh yeah. Like Pinot Noir is like the lightest, like red anyway. So. It's very light on the on the wininess, but it's good. I like it.
0: I mean, we like kombucha too, though.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. If you're not a kombucha fan, you're you probably not like going to like this. But yeah, we drink an an okay amount of kombucha. I used to drink a lot more at one yeah, point. Yeah, you
0: used to drink a lot. I was
1: drinking like numerous a week, and now I probably have like one a month or so. Yeah, we don't drink too much. Yeah. All right, so let's go. To, oh, here. Do you want to introduce the second one?
0: Sure. This is called Cheers to the Land. It is by Falling <coughs> Sky. It is a Cascadian Dark Ale with spruce tips. And they are out of... I don't know where they're out of. Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, okay. Oh, and the ABV 6.2.
1: Okay, so we just recently talked about Cascadian Dark Ales slash Black IPAs when we were doing the episode of the Stones 12 Days of... IPA, because they we had the self-righteous black IPA. So it's just funny that then Emily brings us a black IPA.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or a Cascadian dark ale. I wonder if they're
0: you know. more popular out there.
1: I mean, maybe? I don't know. Let's try it. This can is very full. Okay, there's one for you.
0: I'm excited, because this time of year, I love Parker
1: IPAs. Stuff.
0: I like darker stuff, and I like IPAs with spruce tips this time of year.
1: Okay. Got it. Yeah, because it's like a more wintry type. Yeah. It's, I mean, it looks like a porter, yeah, probably. It's, it's dark, but not too dark. Yeah. it's
0: Like, hoppy and malty.
1: <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot more maltiness on the nose than I thought there would end up being. A lot of the times with the Cascadian dark ales, it's... Really high on like the citrusy hop notes, and then below that is kind of like the the darker roasty malt smells. But this is kind of the opposite; Yeah, like it's the very malts malty. a lot higher. The other thing is though, we don't know how old this is. That's the problem. There's no date coding on the can, so it could be on the older end. And in that case, some of or a bunch of the hopping may have kind of fallen out.
0: Yeah,
1: but I smell it on there. Hmm. It's just very roasty. It's like chocolatey. Do you get the
0: pine? No.
1: Do you? No, it's kind of more just like a light citrusy hop note, and then those roasty malty notes. So I don't really get... Oh, I get the spruce tips and the flavor. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. This is nice. I really like this.
1: Oh, that's interesting, because... To me, it's like this citrusy burst in the beginning, and then that quickly moves Malt. to the pine. I
0: get a lot of malty. When did you get your malty? I get a, I get
1: a lot of the pine right in there, and then it moves into like an ashy, like bitter dark chocolate maltiness to
0: it. Mm, I really like this beer.
1: It's quite good.
0: You know, oh, I was gonna say, were you gonna disagree with no, me?
1: No, no, it's really good. It's weird, too. It's this interesting dichotomy because the beginning of the flavor is pretty sweet, actually. Mm-hmm. And then the end of it is pretty bitter. So it's this weird ride where you're just like, oh, that's pretty sweet. And then you're like, oh, no, now it's pretty bitter. So, like, two extremes, kind of.
0: Yeah. It is good, though. The two very different beers. And then we have another one. I don't, are we going to do the other one on podcast?
1: We can. Oh, I mean, we we will. Okay. I mean, I, I can won't. find another beer that we can pair up with it, but...
0: I won't say what the other one
1: Just um, back for us. Unless that's something you want to do right now. That's a higher ABV, though. It's over 12. Oh, is it? So that's up to you if you want to, you know, drink both of these plus that. Hmm. So the, the spruce integration in it, I think, is... Like, perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not too much. Because it
1: can be too much, and it can be too little. There's kind of like a yeah. sweet spot you really want to hit with that. When I think of, like, spruce use, which is a great rhyme, spruce use in beers, uh, I think of Pennsylvania Tuxedo. <sighs> I love that beer. By Dogfish Head. Yeah, just, it's just like spruce tip IPA. And, and they I'm did like, that
0: this year. We didn't get it. They any, did? They did. Uh,
1: well, I'm surprised you didn't say anything. I know.
0: Anyway. I know. I mean, we just have so much beer.
1: We do, but...
0: There's, like, certain
1: things you just don't have, you know what I mean? So, like, we do have a lot of beers, but, like, variety is low for what we have. Because usually when we're buying, we're not buying singles, typically. We just buy them, like, four-pack, six-pack. Or we're getting, like, large-format bottles from the brewery because of the um, society membership. So, yeah. But, mm. I'm going back... Oh. After the second one, oh, after that gosh. Cascadian Dark, it's the first one's way more vinegary now. Like, the vinegar gets ramped way up. Doesn't it? Oh, wow.
0: It's, like, almost undrinkable now.
1: Because what the Cascadian Dark Ale did to your palate t- takes a lot of sweetness out like of the, f- the first one. So it's, yeah. like, pretty sour tasting. Yeah. Like, vinegar, vinegar, vinegar. So you're going to have to cleanse your palate to go to that one.
0: The other beer which we drank as a family share, oh, yeah. was...
1: The cas- Cascade...
0: Petite Cranberry?
1: Yeah, Cascade Brewings. Uh, yeah, Petite Cranberry. It was just a cranberry sour. Yeah, Which it was with, orange, good. with like
0: orange and clove, maybe? There was something else on Sounds there. Sounds about right. It was like kind of like a holiday. It was
1: good, but it also like was a little one-note. Yeah. It kind of seemed... I know this is not how they do things, but it kind of seemed like a little more like not spontaneously fermented, like, more of, like, um, kettle sour style. So it's, like, not a whole lot of depth of flavor, but it it was still good, though.
0: Was it barrel-aged?
1: No. 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 um, No. But, yeah, I mean, good episode. Thank you very much to Emily. Um, Always good to try other things from other parts of the United States, because, obviously, we're on the total opposite coast of this. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. But um anyway, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Did you have any closing remarks that I got you want? Nothing. Okay. So I'm not going to do all the things at the end cuz we do that enough and it'll happen again at some point. Yeah. But thank you everyone for listening until next time.
0: Keep it real.